it was really frustrating. I had gained all sorts of weight. I had constant brain fog. I couldn't regulate my emotions. Everybody around me was the biggest a-hole ever. And I was like, well, that can't possibly be true, right? <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, though. The, way, yeah. the one con- Eventually, you have to turn that lens right, right back around on yourself, don't you? That's painful. Oy. Well, yes, because not everyone, not everyone in my life could, could be an a-hole all at the same time. Right. So, Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living Podcast, where we are reimagining and redefining what it means to be in midlife, where we are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. I'm not going to lie, guys. And by guys, I mean you awesome individuals who constitute the male half of this human race who also happen to listen to my podcast. I'm not going to lie. We will be talking about menopause in this episode. But hey, stick around. Don't walk away. You have women in your life who have or are or will one day go through the change of life. And wouldn't you like to know how to support them? (laughs) Uh, Besides that, you are about to hear the story of someone who saw a problem and decided to do something about it for herself and for other women. You're about to hear the story of a lovely lady who a few years ago was slammed by menopause, went looking for information on the interwebs, and realized that there wasn't a place to find what she needed. And what she was finding was loads of information about how not to age. You know, the routine, anti-aging this, Botox that, anti-aging that, whatever. Well, she just got pissed off enough to do something about it. And that something has since blossomed into a platform called Cool Life. That's spelled K-U-E-L, Life, which delivers relevant ad-free content to women 45 and up. Today, I'm talking to... Jack Perez. I can't wait for you to meet her. But before we do, for those of you who might be new to the podcast or for those of you who just haven't done it yet, uh, here's a, a little information. I have a free guide for you designed to help you start taking the steps towards your next act. It's a workbook called Five Steps to Your Midlife Reboot, and you can sign up to receive it as an email series Uh, where I've got some practical exercises that you can use over the course of several weeks to get past feeling stuck. You can do these at your own pace. They'll be waiting for you in your inbox when you're ready for the next step. I will remind you at the end of the episode and tell you where to sign up if you're interested. And without further ado, here's Jack Perez. Let's go. Thank you so much for being here, Jack. Oh my gosh. Thank you for inviting me, Yvonne. I am honored to share this space with you today. Thank you so much. I'm excited. Um, So I always like to say where I met people and I know I first found you on Instagram for some reason with Cool Life. And then 
got all hooked into the clubhouse thing, which has just been crazy and found you there in Second Act Sisters before you were even a club, you were a room, which you're doing every day, which just blows my mind, but we can get into that later. Um, So I'm just so excited to have you here. And uh, when you and I first just connected and spoke on the phone, in speaking to you, that's when I realized I was like, oh, maybe we need to actually have you on the podcast and talk about what prompted your change and what what moved you into doing Cool Life. So I'm going to let you give us a little bit of your background and how that all happened. Thank you, Yvonne. I'm, I'm happy to. It's, it's, a, it's crazy, right? We, I got into my 50s. I felt like I had been living this really big, colorful life my, my entire life. And then I got into my early 50s and the menopause was not kind to me. I, I love it when women tell me, oh, I breezed through menopause. I didn't, even, I didn't even realize it was happening. Not the case for me. I had a lot of weird, not weird, actually they're normal. Here's the deal. These are normal symptoms, but because we don't normalize aging in our society, I didn't know. I had no idea what I was, what I might be facing because my mom didn't tell me anything. When I would go out to research menopause on the internet, I didn't really see a lot of great information. My doctor wasn't guiding me. It was really frustrating. I had gained all sorts of weight. I had constant brain fog. I couldn't regulate my emotions. Everybody around me was the biggest a-hole ever. And I was like, well, that can't possibly be true, right? (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly what you mean though. The way the one eventually you have to turn that lens right right back around on yourself, don't you? That's painful. Oh yes, because not everyone, not everyone in my life could could be an a-hole all at the same time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, So I uh I had a friend at the time and she has subsequently passed away. She passed away from stage four colon cancer. She and I were lamenting and you know, just chatting about how it sucked because she was a triathlete. I was a, I'm a third degree black belt. We both traveled the world. People would turn heads when we walked into a room and all of a sudden, and I've said this a million times, I felt like I could go out in my pajamas and nobody would notice. Mm -hmm. I decided to do something about it. We decided to do something about it. And then she got sick and had to ghost because she had to take care of herself, which hundred percent Foolishly or not, I went ahead and continued without her. And okay, so why did it stop you? Why do you say foolishly? It it's hard, Yvonne. (laughs) It's really hard. I built so I didn't even say what I built. I built a digital platform called Cool Life, and it's spelled all cattywampus with a K, K U E L Life. And I built this platform. I don't have a tech background. I don't know how to build websites. I did it using YouTube, Google, and buckets of tears. Literally. You are are my soul sister. I did exactly the same thing to get my website up. Yep. All right. All right. Oh, so yeah, a lot, a lot of tears. Mm -hmm. And, but I wanted to build something for myself. I did it completely from a selfish perspective because I felt underrepresented. That wasn't acceptable, but the more told you. Kitty cat. We mm-hmm. knew, we knew that we knew that was going to happen. It. Right. What, what's your kitty cat's name? Her name is Alphaba. Yes. 
from Wicked, of course. So and we're she, just going to have to include her in the show notes. You <laughs> have to send me. I'll, how you... I'll send you a picture of her. She's all black <laughs> with green eyes. And, and she runs me, Yvonne. She <laughs> runs me. Come on, come on up. You might as well be in the podcast. <laughs> I don't even know where I left off. So I built this platform. You did the platform, but tell us about the idea behind the platform. Cause I, I interrupted you. So um, yeah, I, when I was looking for information about menopause or, you know, my, you know, raising a teen or when I just, it felt to me like most of the information that I kept running across for women in my age group was more about how not to look my age, mm-hmm. you know, get Botox, get Juvederm, you know, color your hair or what not to wear. You know, women after 50 shouldn't wear short skirts. It just, it wasn't very empowering. No, it, it was, no, it's it was all that anti-aging stuff and all that stuff that puts so much judgment on women 50 plus, I have Agreed. to say. Agreed. Maybe 40 plus too, but really 50 plus seems to be a line of demarcation, you know. You might as well just come up and, and say hi. Oh, she oh. hates being picked up, but maybe that'll make her go away. <laughs> Try to make her mad so she'll ignore me. <laughs> Yeah. So I thought, wouldn't it be great if I built a repository, a place where women in this demographic knew that that information on that site would be specifically for the things that are important to us, which is, you know, empty nest, gray divorce, uh, you know, just the sandwich generation taking care, you know, taking care of our elders while we have teens. Mm-hmm. Dating after 50, sex, sex changes for us after menopause. Mm-hmm. Who's talking about this? No Nobody. one's talking about this. Right. At the beginning, I wrote every single piece. That meant I had to research it because I'm not an expert in many of these topics. Thank goodness. Now, Cool Life turned three, the, the, the content part turned three, February 14th of this year. It was my, I literally waited until Valentine's day to launch it originally because I wanted it to be a a gift of love from me to all the women that, you know, I knew and didn't know. I love the symbolism behind that. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was funny because of course, you know, you work for yourself. So you just set these arbitrary dates, right? Oh yeah. Something is due because no one's making you get it done. Right. But then you feel like you've got this sort of Damocles over your head. Right. And you've completely self-imposed. A hundred percent. A hundred (laughs) percent. And I had decided that February 14th was it. And I remember I was maybe February 11th or 10th and my son comes home from school and he's like, mom. And I'm like, yeah, I know I'm, I'm, I'm in the clothes. I'm in my pajamas. I'm in the clothes that I drove you to school because he, at that point he wasn't driving a car. He goes, no, mom, you're in the clothes. You drove me to school yesterday. Maybe you should shower. I was like, Oops. Maybe, maybe I'm working too much, but damn it. Oh, I hope swearing is okay. That's fine. <laughs> I was, I really was hell bent on launching on February 14th. And, and I did. And at that time I was the only content provider. Fast forward, I now have 34 women who are experts in a variety of topics, whether it's money or, you know, all those topics that we've already talked about. And I'm so fortunate because I'm onboarding another three or four in the next couple of months, which 
is fantastic because I'm also in a wonderful place now, whereas at the beginning I was data mining or stalking your choice (laughs) people on the internet to see who was writing about what, and then cold calling them, Mm -hmm. asking for their time. They didn't know who I was. Cool Life had only been you know, what, like maybe six or seven months, it was pretty thin. The content was thin. It, it didn't have any great traction from an SEO perspective because it was a baby. It was brand new. Having all these conversations with these women who are pretty big muckety mucks in their area of expertise, telling them what my intentions are. And lucky, I don't know. I mean, I've just been so fortunate because women have been nodding and the aha moment of, oh my God, yes, I want to be part of this. Yes. Yes, absolutely. In fact, I, um, I interviewed a couple of ladies, uh, hmm, a couple months ago, they have another podcast that's very similar to mine, but predates mine by some, I just, for some reason, when I was looking for other podcasts, uh, like mine or in my, in my area, I didn't find them until, until recently. And they, they started their podcast for very similar reasons to you. And maybe they were like a couple of years ahead of you establishing cool life, but they were not finding, it was just a dearth of information for midlife women. Um, so they have a, a wonderful podcast called twisting the plot. Um, and you know, I've got to introduce you to them at some point, I would love um, but yeah. And, and now what I'm seeing, and I don't know about you, what, what triggered this whole conversation for me, um, was that you said that people were nodding their heads and jumping on board with you. I think because it was such a desert and they recognized the opportunity. And now I I just see so many groups for women, information for women, our age, it's, it's like a burgeoning exploding area. It's definitely getting better. But if you really think about the sheer number of women that are 45 and over from a, from a population standpoint, we make up the largest sector of the population. I still don't think there's enough supply. There's a lot of demand. Yes, supply is growing. Yes, I'm seeing the same thing on, on, on you know, Facebook, on, on Instagram, in Clubhouse, Mm-hmm. Uh, where I, where I really got connected with you, right? Because we we got to spend time in a room and talking with one another, which is such a fantastic way to get to know someone really quickly, much faster than any of the other platforms. It's one of the about. reasons I love Clubhouse. It's been amazing for that. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. Well, when I'm telling you that I'm onboarding three or four women in the next couple of months, all those women have come from relationships I've built on Clubhouse. Wow. It, it, it has expedited the go, no go decision making so, so far, so much. It's incredible, which is wonderful, right? Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, but you're really, I have to say, you're putting in the time there. You're there every, like Monday through Friday for an, from three to four Eastern time, right? Correct. I run a, I run a room every day, Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern time under my club, which is Second Act Sisters. I always have a moderator. I let the moderator pick the topic because they're the expert in it. And my role really is just to facilitate the conversation and make sure that the women who show up who wanna be heard get an opportunity to be heard. Mm-hmm. But I also work really hard in that hour to be a good steward of everyone's time. 
because sometimes clubhouse can be a vortex and you get sucked in and you can't get out. <laughs> and I, true. I, I want women to be able to get out. And even if it means they just go to a different room, but at least they have that choice. I don't want to suck all of the, all of the, well, I always say the greatest gift you can give someone is your time. I want, I want to honor the fact that these women are giving me and every other woman in that room an hour of their day that they don't get back. I want it to be worth their time. Yeah. And it always is. I mean, I don't get to get there every day, but when I do, the value is absolutely there. I mean, yesterday's conversation on gratitude is fantastic. You know, um, just hearing everybody's how everybody is, is trying to tap into that, how to, you know, and what effect that can have on your life to have a gratitude practice. I mean, it, it sounds so woo woo and it sounds so cliche almost at this point, because gratitude is that, that phrase is thrown about all the time. But it, when I take the time to do that every day, it's just a huge thing. So having that conversation in a room with, you know, 15, 20 other people, and hearing their stories, it's it's phenomenal. This week's been a great week. We've had a lot of positive topics, which I enjoy. It, we've talked about joy. We've talked about gratitude. I've had some rooms that the topic has been tough, like trauma. And I've had some women who have had difficulty or they've broken down. And, and that that's always that's always really hard for me because I want I want to fix it because I'm a fixer, but I can't fix it. Right. And I just have to be, I'm always honored when a, when a woman shows up and allows herself to be vulnerable in, in the space that I'm responsible for. It's not my space. It's all our space, but I'm the steward of the space. I always feel so honored and touched that someone feels comfortable enough to share that in, in that room. And I think it really does help everyone else in that, in that same space, not feel alone. And maybe like, oh gosh, I have felt that way. Or I don't know, validating, validating our emotions, whether they're positive emotions or negative emotions. I, I, I think that's really important. And I think that's one of the things that we do for one another as women. And I think it's easier to do that as we get older, because we're more sure in our own skin. We're more comfortable we're not as competitive now as we were when we were younger. And, and I think that allows for us to be kinder to one, yeah. to one another. I, I, I don't know if, if you have found I that. I have absolutely found that. So now you've been doing it, like you started in 2017? No. Am I off on the time? The idea, yes. I, I had the idea in 2017. But, okay. you know, from idea to launch, that it you know doesn't take a hot minute. It takes like a gajillion hot minutes the platform actually got launched in 2018. Okay. That makes sense. Math wise. I'm not good at math. So I, I do my level best to never do math in public. <laughs> what has it been like for you? Like, what do you wish you had known when you decided to go down this path? Wow. That's a, that's a great question. What did I, what do I wish I had known? Well, I can tell you what I'm glad I didn't know. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't know it was going to be as hard as as it's been. I literally work every single day. I can't tell you the difference between a Sunday and a Wednesday. They're they're all the same to me. And I've been doing that now for basically two years. Wow. And I'm glad I didn't know that because I 
maybe I wouldn't have done it. And, and now I can't imagine doing anything else. Yes, I work all the time, but it's such a labor of love. And I have made so many friendships and, and established so many relationships with women. And I'm, I'm talking like globally. I have invitations from women in New Zealand, Bali, Australia, Munich, Germany, uh, Mallorca, Spain. I, I have women, it's a global platform. I have global members. I've been able to establish relationships with almost every single woman who's a Cool Life member, or definitely who's a Cool Life expert content provider or part of the shop. Because I, what I didn't mention is that during, after I had launched the content part, I kept talking to more and more women. I've probably talked to thousands of women by now. What kept coming up over and over again was women starting businesses, new businesses, whether like whether it was because their kids had grown and flown and now they had time to do whatever it is they wanted to do, or they wanted to leave their corporate job to pursue a passion project, mm -hmm. whether that is jewelry making or making beautiful silk scarves or becoming an artist, whatever. And I thought, well, gosh, what, you know, what's missing out of this platform? If I want to build the quintessential premier platform where women can go to feel good about themselves and get relevant information, why wouldn't I add these women-driven brands as an opportunity for other women to put their money towards empowering another woman business, mm -hmm. the concept of purchasing with a purpose. No, yeah. you're not going to get it. The Amazon truck's not going to bring it to you four hours after you order it. Some of them you have to wait because they're handmade or made to order, but then they're unique they're, and they're made with love. And, and when you buy something from that shop, you know that you are directly impacting another woman's life in a positive way. And so that's, I added that component in 2019, I added that component. Yeah. Yeah. How gratifying. Yeah. So like I said, I don't, I don't, even though I work all the time, I, and if I had known that I might have been more hesitant or resistant to it. Mm -hmm. But now I feel like even though I'm working, I'm spending time with women that I admire that are very empowering, that are wise. I, I always find that I feel like I get way more than I give, which, you know, who doesn't want to live like that? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's that sense of, um, you know, there's a uh, stress that can take you down and, and, and bring up your cortisol levels. And, and then there's that, that you stress that good stress. And it sounds like, I'm sure that you've got your share of, of the stress that brings up your cortisol levels. If you're, if you're working all the time, but at the same time that the gratification of doing the kind of work you're doing, that sounds like it's feeding you like that. Would you say that it's, it's just giving you more energy to keep going? Absolutely. Interestingly enough, three o'clock in the afternoon is my, from a physiological uh, place, it's always been a really hard time of day for me. It's always been a day, a time of day where I'm like, oh, I could really use a cup of coffee, but I, I don't drink coffee after the morning because then I won't ever sleep again. But I always feel sort of lethargic and like I could lie down and take a nap. And I decide to have this room where I, I was going to say your room is at three o'clock, girl. Yes. 
Yeah. And you know, I didn't think that through, but here's the deal. The universe said, yeah, that's when you need to have that room because instead of feeling lethargic, the, the idea that I get to, you know, be in a room with all these women and, and, and that, you know, and I have to bring my energy because I have to be able to run, you know, run the room. So it, it ends on time and everyone gets heard and all that good stuff. But by the, I don't feel those doldrums anymore. I don't feel lethargic. It's wonderful. I'm like, woohoo, by four o'clock, I, I have a whole new energy. Like it's like, I just had a cup of coffee, like even more so. So yeah. 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 That's fantastic. Oh my gosh. Where, what do you like best? So what do you like best about where you are at at this stage in your life, just personally, like whether or not that has to do, although everything might be tied to cool life at this point, um, how do you feel like in, in your person and, and what's different now than it was say 10 years ago? Well, physically I feel better than I have felt I feel like I'm in my thirties physically, which I, I was not headed down that path a few years ago. I was headed down a completely different path. I, my arthritis was really bad. I had gained all this weight. I, I was, you know, having trouble regulating my emotions. I was having trouble thinking clearly. I had way too much brain fog, but I did all the, I mean, I, I experimented right. with all these different things, you know, whether it's you know, hormones and food and exercise. And I, for whatever reason, have figured out what the right quote unquote combination is for me at this point in my life. No joint pain. My arthritis is abated. I'm back to lifting heavy. I've lost 22 pounds, I think over the last 13 months. And I feel great. I'm energized. My brain is spot on. I've got focus. I have, you know, I just, I don't tire very easily anymore. I can, yeah, I can keep up with the best of them. And I have not felt this. I mean, I, I say in my thirties because in my forties, there was always something wrong because I was in martial arts. So I either had cracked ribs or a broken toe or a big fat bruise. Or so I say in my thirties because I wasn't being beaten up every day when I was in my thirties. Yeah. So, so, so our, our listeners don't yet know that you are a third degree black belt taekwondo right when did you so you're saying that you were doing that in your 40s did you start it in your 40s when did that I did I started it I started it right after I separated from my husband my son had just turned three Mm -hmm. and um I was struggling I was really struggling because I didn't do the work when I separated from my husband I instead found a distraction and once the distraction was gone, the grief of the divorce was just sitting there waiting for me. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't go away because you didn't deal with me. I had a really hard time, really hard time. And a friend of mine had just put her daughter in Taekwondo, who is my goddaughter, uh, Alexa. She was four at the time. And then she decided to start. And at my son's birthday party, at his third birthday party, she said to me, you should come and do Taekwondo with me. And I was, I was just beyond like not myself and just, and I looked at her like, I can't handle one more thing right now. I'm drowning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me and she said, you get to kick and punch things. I said, I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> 
that's there's something great about being able to get that aggression out isn't there yeah and at the beginning you know at the beginning I didn't know what I was doing it take it, you know it just so at the beginning you know whenever I'd kick the big bag the big heavy bag instead of kicking straight on I'd kick I'd kick like this. And so I, like, I would lose the tops of my feet because, you know, you're just scraping them off the bag and it, it, it teaches you how to kick properly because it hurts like I'm, you know, it hurts bad, <laughs> badly. But yeah, I just, I started in my forties and, um, oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. She just wants to be part of the show. It's all good. Yeah. 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 Well, I keep petting her in hopes that she'll shut up, but <laughs> <laughs> why you see me wiggling around <laughs> I wish everybody could see this Jack is Jack it. is bobbing from side to side as the kitty cat must be going from one side of your chair to the other and you're reaching down to pet that's hilarious that oh is goodness. exactly what is happening right that is exactly what is happening <laughs> trying to keep her muted I have I had another another friend on who uh who I was interviewing and she had locked her cat out at the beginning but then eventually the cat just was so insistent that we had to let the cat in anyway it was like yeah <laughs> I can't okay this is probably TMI but I can't close the bathroom door <laughs> I can't close the bathroom door because my lap has to be available at all times <laughs> I'm telling you they run me they told I have two I have a brother and a sister and they oh my run my life so funny so but, let's go back to you were in your forties and you weren't feeling good. I had a very similar experience. My forties, I didn't even realize it until I looked back on it maybe a few months ago. And I was, I was thinking about how, how great I feel right now. And I, like you, I, I feel like I'm in my thirties physically, but I, my forties were low and so many things came up for me physically, just, and I didn't even realize it until I looked back on it and then went, damn girl, you're that decade was something. Um, and it's amazing. So, so you had that same experience in your forties? Well, you know, I, I separated from my husband and then divorced. I had a small child. Ugh, yeah the most unhappy women, the most, okay. The most unhappy sector of the population is women with small children. And I, I also had small children at that point who I'm just going to say, I love them dearly, but it was, it was, uh, I essentially changed as a person when I became a mom and right. And, and all of a sudden I became a worrier when I had never been a worrier and, uh, yeah, it was like, who, who's this person? Who am I? I, I love my son and I'm grateful that, that word grateful, thankful, whatever semantics, whatever word you want to use. I can't imagine my life without him. Right. But if I'm going to be hundred percent honest, I didn't enjoy parenting. I enjoyed being his mother but I didn't enjoy parenting. I didn't enjoy saying brush your teeth, brush your teeth, brush your teeth, brush your teeth, brush your teeth. And I could keep going or, you know, where are your shoes? Where are your shoes? Or we have to go, we have to go. Or did you do your homework? I mean, you name it, right? right. There's like, you know, it turns you into a nag. It's an awful thing. Exactly. And I used to tell them it's, you have the control here. I, you could get me to shut up if you just do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Just do what you're supposed to do. And I won't have to say anything. 
right? Oh yeah. So oh yeah. Even now, I mean, he's 18 and a half and you know, parenting is very different now, right? But it's more of a, I, I, I look at myself more as a guide or guide, you know, just to keep him from going off the rails at this point, because he's pretty cooked, right? Yeah. But, yeah. So I, I don't have to nag as much, but there's still, there's still some nagging. <laughs> there's still some nagging involved. I don't, yeah. I don't know when that ends. But. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that I, I'm looking forward to the day when I can drop the nag, the nag roll. That'll be great. Yeah. Oh, look forward to that. So what, what did I want to ask you? Here we go. I know what I want to ask you. What did you have to change about yourself to go down this new road? Did, did you have to make some essential inward changes to make cool life happen or habit changes? Or was there anything that stopped you where you were, for me, I had the podcast idea for uh, probably close to two years and I put it off. And I thought I was putting it off because number one, I didn't know how to produce a podcast. Number two, I didn't have money to pay anybody to produce a podcast for me. And I was running my photography business, which I had just changed up uh, the, the focus of my photography business. So I really was like, okay, I need to put my energy there. Stay, stay eye on the ball, girl, stay, stay on track. So I put it off for those reasons, but really in the end, looking back, I, I can totally see that it just was a lack of confidence in myself to be able to step into it. Um, and I had to change when I finally decided this idea isn't going away. It won't leave me alone. I just have to do it. And again, put on my big girl panties and just, you know, stop saying, who am I to do this? Um, I'm just wondering if you experienced any of that kind of self-doubt in the process or anything, you know? So that's, that's a really great question. And my answer is I didn't start off to create what I'm now running and now creating it. This mm. is so many iterations in my friend said, Hey, we should start a website for women our age because there's nothing out there. And I'm like, what a great idea. Let's just do it. I didn't give it any thought. I didn't, I, I didn't look too far in the future, I had no idea what I had no idea what I said yes to. Just started it. The thing, interestingly enough, what I discovered, what I have discovered about this journey and about myself is that I'm uniquely qualified to have started Cool Life and grow Cool Life because my past has been so checkered. And I don't mean negatively checkered, but I mean like. I've been a jack of all trades, basically. I've never been particularly, I've never had like domain, you know, expertise in one area. I've never been an expert at anything. Mm -hmm. I ran a marketing and PR firm in California, in San Francisco, and continued when I moved to Chapel Hill, North Carolina, which is where my son was born. You know, I acted as, you know, partial CEOs of companies, partial, you know, partial CMOs, chief marketing officers of other companies and technology and pharmaceuticals, whatever. And I am not an expert in any of those arenas, but what I'm good at is getting other people who are the expert 
to give me that piece of it. And then I can build whatever it is. I can build what I can write an article. I can build whatever it is. It needs to ha- happen. I can do mm-hmm. when you run your own business, as you know, you're everything, right? You're, you're the st- strategist, you're the CEO, but you're also the grunt worker who has to create the graphic to put on right attached to the article. And you're also the tech person who has to go figure out how to do, you know, search engine optimization for it. Ever, you name it, you all then also have to go find customers. So now you're a salesperson. What are you not? If you are your own, if you're a solopreneur, you, you have to run the gamut of everything. Mm-hmm. Who knew I had enough knowledge in all of those buckets that it made sense for me to, to do this. Were you still, were you still working anywhere when you took on doing this or did, did you, was it a side hustle gig? a passion project kind of thing that you were, you know, at the very beginning, it was, I was doing consulting and I figured out pretty quickly that it was going to have to be one or the other. I couldn't, I couldn't do both. Mm-hmm. I do cool life full time, hundred yeah. percent. I don't do anything else. I mean, I literally don't do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you were talking about your, um, your audience, the, 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 the people that are on your platform are international and I'm just, it, you know, this is kind of a side question, but do you, did you find that um, the year 2020 and the hot mess that it was, did that expand? Did your international audience expand or did that start to happen when you took on Clubhouse because that's such an international platform? Was it already happening? It was already happening. Yeah. I, when I was doing that quote, data mining or stocking, depending on the way you look at things, I didn't just stock domestically. I stocked globally, had conversations because you could do that, right? You could do that on the instant messenger on Facebook. You could do that anywhere. Right. And so I had already started that because interestingly enough, talking about things that like happen in your past that you sort of put on, like it gets stuck in your craw. Like you were saying, it just, your podcast thing kept coming up. It didn't leave you alone. I traveled around the world for a year, pre-smart anything. This was the year before my son was born. I I literally came back in November and got pregnant by December 15th. But that previous year, so the year he was born in 2002. So 2000, I backpacked a couple pairs, you know, a pair of Tevas and a pair of hiking boots. and, And I went around the world and all of those I met so many interesting people and every single time I'd meet a new woman wherever, whether it was in the jungles of um, Paraguay or it was, you know, in Punta Arenas at the bottom of Argentina or Chile, um, I kept thinking, oh my God, these women are fascinating and we have so much more, we're so much more alike than we are dissimilar. I would love to stay connected. I would love to tell their story. I, their story needs to be heard. We can learn so much. Now this is, you know, almost 20 years ago. Mm. I'm doing that now as, as a matter of fact, at the end of last year, I wrapped up a series called share your story. The women, the wall street journal missed. I have on the nice. cool Life platform. I interviewed a hundred women. It's a, it's a written out interview all the women got asked the same questions, but every woman had a completely different perspective on, on the questions. 
And I did a whole, I did a hundred and I have women from India in, in that series. I have women from Spain, from Australia, from all over the world. I and, I, and I finally did it. I finally got that. I finally scratched that itch. I'm like, well, that I had to, so funny. I had to have so my much own in common, Jack. I had, I had been listening to this American life on the radio and it was around the time that I was kind of thinking about phasing away from my theater career. And I, I was like, I'd love to become a radio producer. I want to tell people stories. Like everybody has a story and I didn't know how to do that. Podcasts weren't a thing. And I thought I have to go back to school for broadcasting and to learn how to edit and to, you know, and it all felt very overwhelming. And the next thing I knew I was married with kids and blah, blah. And here I am doing exactly what I wanted to do all those many years ago and telling people stories. And, and I, I love that that's the journey you've been on. Um, I know that you have to go get a vaccine very soon. So I'm going to, I'm going to cut, I could talk to you all day. Um, but I, I get wanna... to go past the mailbox. I get to go past the mailbox. I'm so excited. <laughs> she's wearing a really pretty dress, everybody, because she's actually leaving her house. <laughs> I'm going on an outing. Well, it's funny because I, 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 I write an essay every week uh, for my platform called Jack Smack. I love that name. And I have a really great Jack Smack for tomorrow in the works about this outing. So you'll have to you'll have to stay tuned for it, but I will, I will. Fantastic. Um, so before you go, what are you, what are you excited about that's coming up? What's, what's just really, you know, the jam on your peanut butter right now. Planning a trip, a cool life trip for 2022 for April. I met this clubhouse thing again. I met a woman on clubhouse who is a travel agent Currently, she lives um, part of the year in Innsbruck, Austria, and part of the year in the United States. We started talking. We both realized we had a lot of synergies and what she wanted to do and what I'm trying to do. We're marrying it. We're putting a trip together for Cool Life, for Cool Life Women, where we're going to take, I think it's like 10 or 12 women to Tuscany. We're, wow. We found this beautiful um, farmstead that is you know, it's all local and it's sustainable. We're putting money into the local economy. We're going to have a private chef come in and teach us how to cook a particular meal. Very excited about that. Very. And I know it's not this April, it's next April, but it's out there. It's out there. Yeah. And it (laughs) it means we get to go on an airplane Yeah, (laughs) and use our passports. I know. And you're somebody who loves travel so much. So I I do totally see where you'd be excited about that. Anything else? And what do you want people to know before, you know, like, where can they come find you? Anything? Yeah. So you can find me on cool life, K-U-E-L-L-I-F-E.com. You know, that platform, I built it but it's not mine. It's all of ours. You want to participate in it. You want to be part of it. Please reach out and you can find me, you know, you can send me an email directly through that platform or find me on Facebook or Instagram. Or I also am the founder of second act sisters club. So if you are on clubhouse, find that club, join the club, follow me, uh, be part of my, my weekly, you know, my daily room. But if you, I would love to have the whole idea is the the bigger the platform, the more women that belong, the more eyeballs, the more cross-pollination, the more all of us win. We just become that much more visible because together we're unstoppable. Mm. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> I love it. Um, thank you so much for being here. And yes, people go to Cool Life. Do the, do the clubhouse thing. If you haven't yet, check it out and go join Second Act Sisters. It's really fun. Thank you, Yvonne. Yeah, thank you. Well, there you have it. I love that Jack saw a problem and saw opportunity and walked into it without knowing how it was going to grow. That's how change happens. Small steps, when you take enough of them, can eventually lead to big change. Wouldn't it be great if we looked at this whole anti-aging thing with new eyes? If you want to know more about Jack Perez and Cool Life, I'll have that information for you in the show notes. You can just go to latebloomerliving.com forward slash podcast and click on the show notes for episode 46. And while you're there, you can also find a link to the sign-up sheet for your free guide, Five Steps to Your Midlife Reboot. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon.